My dear Spencer. Yes. I made an erroneous error last week and it needs corrected. Okay. I like it when I'm not the one that fucked up. Yes, I appreciate yeah. this. It's kind of on you too because you didn't notice. Oh, well. <sighs> this is hard. <laughs> oh, it was a big fuck up. Oh, this is hard. Last week, I called you Spencer the Elephant Evacuator Church. Yeah. Where's the location? Ooh, it's supposed to be a location. location. Yeah. That's why I get up and do the fucking bullshit with the map. Yes. But yes. folks... For first-time listeners, I always give Spencer a stupid name off this dumb globe we get. It's a region in the world, followed by a dumb name I come up with using alliteration. Stupid gag that's probably not funny and never was funny, but we continue to do it. Well, last week, I got up, looked at the fucking globe. I actually get up and do this every time, and then I gave him the name and just forgot the location. But I remembered the location, okay. so I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget, even though it's not that hard. You're supposed to be Spencer... The Ecuadorian elephant evacuator church. That makes more, so much more sense. So much more, more sense. sense. I don't know if there's elephants in Ecuador. Probably <laughs> not. Because but I evacuated all of them. I don't think South America has elephants that I know of, but you evacuated them all to Africa. That that little known fact. Yeah. So, uh, just that's uh, the first correction I think we've ever had. It was a big one. Well, considering that it took us this long to make an error like that, I think it's pretty good. That's not too bad. Actually, we've probably done that before, but I just never noticed. I what almost didn't notice to... when I was editing. I, oh, I I actually noticed because I repeated it, or you repeated One of us did because we were start talking about it a little bit later after I said it, and we fucked it up again. I was yeah. like, oh, that's supposed to be a, you know, the yeah. dumb, the gimmick. What if we just got a whole bunch of just, like, emails and things on social media? <laughs> Everybody <laughs> was upset about it. You guys forgot your stupid joke that you do all the time. You know what? Maybe I'll just bring Surge back then. <laughs> Get rid of the names and do Surge. Which, it was really dumb because I think even at the end of the episode, we brought it up again because we brought up your OnlyFans. Oh, yes. And yes. it's always the name, your yeah. name, you change it for the OnlyFans. And I was like, oh, you're the fucking elephant evacuator. And like, no. So, I'm sorry, folks, that you try to look up Spencer's thing and couldn't find it. I gave it the wrong name. Uh, that explains the little uh, ca- uh, cast flow last <laughs> week. <laughs> you're in the poor house. Oh, I'm trying to figure out how to delete something. Uh, where's the button? Come on, man. It should be right up top. Just send it to every contact on your phone. Um, if I knew how to read, this would be a lot more helpful. Remove. There. That's, it didn't say deleted. It said uh, remove. That's, ooh, I hate when I, like, yeah. stupid shit like that. I get... <laughs> you were looking for deleted, yeah. not remove. And it, neither here nor there. Uh, and other news, because I read the Norm MacDonald... What is it? Not a memoir. Very funny book. I really enjoyed it. And because I actually wanted to read that for some time now. And I just happened to order it. And then he died like immediately. So. I was going to ask you how old of a book was it? Like has it was something he put out recently or in the last 10 years. But um, I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was really funny. So because you like that kind of humor, I was like, well, Spencer has to read this. But we have this thing where if I make Spencer read a book, I have to read a Stephen King book in yeah. return. For some fucking reason, I didn't start this. He did. I but did. He hey, did. It, it's one of the only. It's one of the <laughs> only things from this podcast that yeah. actually goes in my favor at all. Normally, it's all everything at you know coming at me. Right, right. That's true. I usually make you do a bunch of shit you don't want to do. <laughs> so, of course, you made me start the podcast. So that's on you, anyway, Bucko. How did I make you start the podcast? Because you're like, Kayla, we need to start a podcast. I'm like, I gotta learn how to do it. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, damn it. <laughs> what happened? So anyway. 
I, a couple days ago, I think, started a Stephen King book, and I've been really enjoying it. Would you like to care to guess? Because I told you I was going to start at something, but it was not what I said. No, it was it was different seasons what you told me. Which I didn't do. I wanted something different. Okay. It was one of your suggestions. Oh, it was one of my suggestions? Oh, was it from a Buick 8? No. Revival. Okay. So and far, so good. Yay. I got to some of the gory bits, and uh, it's pretty fucked up so far, so I'm enjoying it. That was one of the ones that, like, it affected my writing because I was having trouble putting the mm. book down, like... Yeah, it's an easy read, but it's it's gripping, I'll say that. And one of his newer works. Yeah. See, you sent me this list of books, and you're like, oh, they're all fairly short, and they were all at least 400 to 500 pages, so they're not fairly short. I, I mean, maybe for Stephen King, but the only one, uh... Those ones were shorter than, uh, different seasons would have been. I almost, yeah, that's true. I almost was like, hey, what if I just read Colorado Kid? But I knew I wouldn't have a good time with that. Because you said it wasn't very good. If you didn't like it, it means I'll probably just throw the book away. So, uh, yeah, I'm reading Revival. I'm enjoying it. And then we're going to read Cormac McCarthy's Blood, Meridian, John Cena. I don't know how John Cena fits into Blood Meridian. But if he was walking around back then, they'd be scared of him. He's a big oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Especially back then, because he would have been like a monster. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if you noticed in our classic literature group, a couple of people posted about them reading Blood Meridian right now. I guess it's popular for October, and I, they were saying it's very brutal if you look at some of the comments. I can say I, I saw some people um, saying something about it, but because I saw that you commented, like you you responded to somebody saying like that you were. Uh, Getting ready to get ready to start it, and I didn't really dive too much into it because was not reading yet. Yeah. I didn't want, I didn't know people uh, were going to be talking about it and stuff like that, so I didn't want to chance it. But right, right. Well, according to everybody, this is Cormac McCarthy's masterpiece. I okay. thought it was The Road, just from what I've heard people say. They like the greatest horror story, just whatever. It's always like The Road's up there. Everybody talks about it, but apparently, Blood Meridian is his uh, his masterpiece. His best work ever i'm just I, I was actually kind of surprised to see that they were even talking about it in that literature group well cormac mccarthy is the closest they get to modern classic literature he's like fucking 90 years old he's old as shit so even though that he doesn't use like commas and stuff um we'll have to see if it's extreme as extreme in this book as it is in uh the road but the road from i remember there wasn't a lot of like apostrophes and commas and uh a lot of run-on sentences, I think. Maybe that was just like a stylistic thing. Well, that's maybe. what I thought, but when I got done reading that, I asked people in that group who read oh. his other work if all his stuff's like that or just The Road, because it did feel like The Road was very bleak and stuff, and that writing style actually did fit that story, but they said like all his stuff's like that, I'm which saying, is why people either really like him or hate him. I'm saying, because you would think, too, like if it's like if you played the game of like, Where's the story? Like, is somebody writing the story down for somebody yeah. or something like that? So it's like, if they were, like, yeah, they probably wouldn't have commas every place. Yeah. And they would be run on sentences, like you said, and, and things like that because they're just jotting it down. Right. Well, I have no idea how this, this book's written. I didn't even really want to read the synopsis too much. I, I know say, the, do we even know what the story's about? I just know it's Wild West times. Oh, okay. And lots of scalping. Ooh. That's all I know, because uh, I started to read the back, and I was like, no, I want to go in fresh, because I hate when I ruin it for myself by getting these expectations, and then it doesn't follow through, so I think, because I, I kind of did that with The Road, because I was like, I know, I never saw the movie, so I was like, I kind of know what it's about, but then, like, the synopsis, like, you know, or the blurb on the back kind of gave too much away, it was like, oh, 
hellscape future world with cannibals and all like so there's cannibals like that was like a thing that came up in the book like kind of more of a surprise than it was you know if you you wouldn't have been surprised if you read the fucking synopsis so so anyway that's for anybody again who wants to join us by the time this episode drops we might be reading that just depends when i get done with revival yeah i'm trying to hurt and i'm telling you you can read that norm mcdonald book in a couple days i read it in one one day yeah so. Well, I'm, I'm sure it seems like a uh, quick kind of read, kind of, especially because uh, I, I imagine it has to be kind of a lot like his personality and like style, like a stand up style and things like that. Like he has a lot of his famous jokes in there, like his moth joke and stuff like that, which is, fu- you know, just great because I like those stupid jokes. But then he even elaborates on them more in the book. But also like the even I think the beginning, I think it's like the first story he's telling is just like. Very Mark Twain like it, it reads just like Mark Twain. Uh, then it really fucked up ending to the very first part of this. Like this, it's like when he's a kid. It, he kind of goes all over the place, but he does go like periods of his life. But <laughs> like the one when he's a little kid, it's just so fucked up how now, it ends. Do you think any of it's real? No, I think he just fucking fucking all off. of it. All of it. But well, he- I know it's not real because there's so many parts about Adam Egit giving fifteen dollar hand jobs yeah. under the Queensboro Bridge, <laughs> Queensbridge bit, whatever it is. Well, I-, I was gonna ask because like I watched uh, last week whenever you sent me that thing on Instagram of like the video of him with his like co-host. That yeah. Thing. I was going to say, do you think any of those comments are real that he just made those up to just fuck with the guy? I think he just makes it all up. Well, like his famous moth joke on Conan, when he goes into it, apparently it was, it's only a 20-second joke he hold, hold, uh, heard off of Colin Quinn, oh. which the joke is like, you know, a moth goes into a podiatrist's office and the podiatrist asks him, you know, because the moth has some pro- mental problems. He's like, why'd you come in here? And he's like, because the light's on. Yeah. That's the joke, 20-second joke. Norm Macdonald, they told him because he didn't have any material. He didn't know he was. He did his first like thing, his interview. Yeah. He didn't know they wanted him to do another one, like come uh-huh. back because like I guess they didn't have a guest or something. So they're like, "Hey, can you know fill some time?" He's like, "I don't have any, you know, more material." So he just made up the whole seven minutes of that <laughs> moth joke by using Dostoevsky and Tolstoy uh, <laughs> Russian themes. So all the characters are like Greg Garo and like the kid had like the guys having this fucking life crisis the the moth he's having his life crisis with his job and the power his boss has on him and all this crazy shit. he just made it up on the spot and so that's in the book and uh but it's funny because the book is very mark twain like like the writing is mark twain style and even like just how like he's telling his story of when he's a kid and stuff but then it goes very hunter s thompson where they start to go to vegas and just like fucking weird shit starts happening and uh and it also has a lot of those russian themes because he was a big fan of russian literature so it's just like I was very surprised how well written the book was because, you know, like a Norm Macdonald, I know he's a big reader and stuff, even though he always played the dumb yeah. guy. But I just because you read a lot of like that stuff doesn't mean you'd write like that. Well, but he also, does. And also, too, you figure because, you know, he probably does like, you know, he seemed like a guy who who wrote a lot of his comedy. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the words like he would what he was saying, like those words were were choosing for a purpose. But again, that's a very different kind of writing yeah. compared to writing, you know, a book, a novel. Well, he does another brilliant thing in the book where he kind of, I wouldn't say he breaks the fourth wall, but all of a sudden he just intro- introduces this ghost writer. And then, because it's not a <laughs> memoir, but he writes it like he hired this fucking ghost writer who wrote the book for him. And this guy has his own shit going on. So at the very end, like something happens to that guy. It was very fucked up, like, all the shit. And then, like, I think the last chapter or something is supposed to be actual Norm MacDonald writing. And it's all, like, fucking stupid. Like, you know, like, you just no periods, no fucking capitalization. 
that was just very very entertaining if you folks uh are a fan of like classic literature like mark twain or some wild shit like hunter s thompson and then you put it in like a modern lens like through you know if you're a fan of like snl and stuff like that like check out that book i was very very yeah, surprised or if you're just a fan of his like stand-up or any yeah of if you're or just a fan of norm mcdonald yeah it seemed like something just to check out yeah um that was one of the first modern books I've given a five star review for in a oh, long yeah. time. Like that got five whiskey shots for me. I think that and Drew McGarry's The Hike. Yeah. I think those are the two books I really enjoyed that were written past like two thousand ten. That um that girl from work who I let borrow the hike, she was telling me because like she's uh her and some of her friends are trying to do a uh like a book club, and then I can't remember if she said it like a like a podcast thing or just a you know just like a traditional one, just with yeah. them getting together, uh, just because like her and her friends are trying to you know do some more reading, and she said like one of the first books that she's gonna put out as a suggestion to the group is the hike, and I was like that's pretty cool, deservedly so. Uh, Ash he picked up a copy of uh, post post mortal Drew McGarry's other book. Okay. Uh, so I told him, let me know how that is. Cause I want to check that out. Cause he's been reading a lot of shitty books. He just told me he, I forget the name of it. And I didn't want to look it up. He told me he just read this one. Cause he's been trying to read a lot of new literature lately. I don't know. And he keeps like, Oh, it's shitty. I was like, well, quit reading shitty books. Yeah. But he told me he wrote a review for the website. Uh, I got drunken book review on it. And he said it was the first ever zero shots, zero out of five whiskey shots. And I was like, damn, I can't wait to read that one. Uh, so I'll check that out probably later tonight or tomorrow. You know what? Today's gonna be a DBS episode. How do you feel about that? I'm I'm alright with. We had some real episodes lately, so DBS all the way for today. Now let's come up with a topic. I we have a topic, of course. We have a topic. Right after this, folks. Right after these messages from Spencer sponsors. Do you have anal warts? Do you need cream? Sorry, Spencer. I wish we could get an anal warts guy on here to do a sponsor for us. Like wart cream. Not he's not made anal warts. Let's just end the. Cold open now, it's getting too gross. <laughs> Get too gross. Welcome to the Drunken Pen Reading Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today. Spencer, the Samoan Super Saiyan Church. There you go. I'm going to give you one cool one because the rest are going to be Halloween themed from okay. here on out. So well, the Halloween ones could be cool. I guess you could have been like the Samoan Spooky Specter Church. Yeah. Oh, well, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, Spooky good Specter. One, yeah. yeah. From Samoa. You know what? I don't yeah, because re- you figured this episode is going to be released yeah. in, in October. So, so you're not Super Saiyan. You're Spencer, the Samoan Spooky Specter Church. I think we need more horse. Samoan horror stories because I know yeah. they probably got some fucking mythology over oh, there that'd I'm be cool. Sure, they would have some cool shit that you could play around yeah, with. Yeah, I'd like some ghost stories, some specters from Samoa. Today we are not talking about much anything, so goodbye. Right. See you later. Da, 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 you downloaded it already. You've been doing any writing? I this week so far, uh, I've wor- I've wrote two out of the four days, and I got somewhere around like almost eight hundred words done. I plan on doing at least want to get a couple more, at least a couple hundred more done tomorrow on Friday, mm-hmm. so that at least within like a five day, like five day work week, 
as at least like a thousand words. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I figure that's uh no more like a like a good goal, but at least a um a starting, you know, goal. Yeah. Like if I can kinda keep something like that going for the next couple of weeks, that you know, that can get, that can add up pretty, you know, yeah. after a while. I uh a lot not yesterday, uh, but the two days preceding that, Monday and Tuesday, I think I got a total like somewhere around twelve hundred words. The first day was like eight hundred. The other one was like three or four. Like yeah, there's like one day you get like a good yeah, amount, a chunk and, and then the other one you're lucky if you get anything. I mean, it wasn't too bad because both days I think I only wrote for like forty five minutes or something. Um, because I went back to that one story, the big story I'm working on, because I'm at the very last scene. Like I yeah, just finish it. I honestly could just knock it out in a couple paragraphs if I really wanted to, but I I'm thinking now maybe stretch it to fifteen thousand words. Because Ashley was supposed to be working on a sci-fi story, but he was having trouble. Because he's not a sci-fi writer. Yeah. He just asked me, like, any genres or anything we don't have in the collection? For those who don't know, we're working on a collection. And I said, well, I don't think we have any sci-fi stories. He said, oh, I'm on it, boss. And then he just, he, he said he like he was excited because he had a couple stories. Like, they were going good. And then, you know, they fizzle out. Yeah. Which I know because I was writing, uh, and we brain- we uh, brainstormed this last week, I think. It was like a kind of like a futuristic story about like a neon city. And I just kind of liked the imagery. And I started writing a story about it. And I just realized about, I don't know, after like the first arc, it's just kind of boring. Well, and then also, too, um, I, I, you know, you always hear these stories uh, with authors that have certain like, um, especially like bigger stories like they're um, like Stephen King's like Under the Dome, this, you know, that one of his newer huge books. Yeah. He had that idea, like, over, like, 20 years ago, but he just, he wasn't at that point in time, even though, like, he's done stuff like, you know, like, The Stand and It and stuff like that, he didn't feel like, at the time, he could tell, like, tell that story properly. Like, yeah, he the had, way he would want to. And, you know, and had, like, the, 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 the writing chops and, the, you know what I mean, and things like that, so it's just, like, you never know, like, that story might, like, five years down the line come back yeah that, and you know what i mean you'd be like oh now i got an idea or now i i was having trouble with this but now i know how to fix it or i know how to you know what i mean just because you'd uh, hopefully have uh, you know you're always improving mm-hmm. hopefully so i uh plan on going through some of my old work in the future probably like next year sometime so i'm gonna start that after we're done with this initial stories for this collection i'm gonna start writing my novel so whenever, you know, the first draft of that's probably done, I'm going to go back to, because I know I had a lot of stuff where I might even been 20,000 words into a story <laughs> and then I ended up bailing on it for one reason or the other. I, I remember there being a couple of stories. I've had a few novellas that I was really liking it, but my writing wasn't up to where I wanted it to be at the time. But now I think I'm at the point where I can go back to those stories and maybe rework them. And then, uh, now, do you think you would um, read it, like read a story? However, many, you know, you got like five pages of a story or whatever. I'd probably however. start from the beginning. I would probably bring them up on my computer and write them out by hand, and change like the pacing and the layout. Well, that's what I was. Yeah, I was wondering if you would just read the story and be like, okay, that's what I was thinking, and then just go on a new one, or actually just like you know, as you like you read it one time and then you just dive into that one. and fix that or if mm-hmm. just start over once you've got you know got yourself uh reacquainted with the story yeah uh and you're talking about improved writing i an article a fitness article popped up on the old internet today okay and it had a pretty funny title and i clicked on it and realized it was an article i wrote in 2015 
And holy shit, that thing is fucking hilarious. It's like, because that was when I was, like, they wanted me to do, like, satire, ridiculous, alpha male, like, bullshit. But it oh, was yeah. such bullshit, I was like, I'm going to really go extreme with it. I'm talking about, like, fucking palming babies' heads and using them, like, for curls, like, dumbbells. Like, it's all kinds of dumb shit. But what stuck out to me the most was not the language and stuff, but just, like... The premises? My No, my sentence structure, my grammar has improved so like so much oh, since that time, like, and then we palmed that yeah. baby's head. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I wasn't like fucking remedial, but just like the finer aspects of uh, you know, like the period goes outside of the parentheses unless it's its own sentence, like things like that. I just yeah, I didn't know back then, and they didn't have like th- that was like the lower end site that didn't have an actual editor. It was before I went to, like, the different places I was writing where they actually had editors assigned to me and all that dumb shit. Like, that one, they just wouldn't let me write anything. It didn't matter. They just like, write anything. We just need content. We'll pay you. So I was writing the most ridiculous things I could think of. Uh, and that was probably one of the funnest times as a writer I've ever had. But that's yeah. just when I was first starting out. That was before I was even really writing, like, fiction fiction. Because I always, like, wrote and dabbled in fiction even when I was a kid. But I was I was never completing things. No. I was never, and if I did, they weren't really any good, or I just didn't like. I was at the stage until probably my early twenties where I was like, "Oh, if I write a story, you just write the story and it's done." Like I didn't know anything about rewriting and fucking yes. all that and outlining. I didn't know any of that shit really. I just like, oh, I just want to tell a story. Like a lot of like how kids go into fan fiction. Like, they write fan fiction. They just want to tell, like, hey, I have an idea. I'd like to see Harry Potter do this. Mm. And then they write that story. Uh, that's kind of where I was. Like, I always had the love for writing, but not the work ethic to actually make it good. Um, uh, and, uh, I was going to say, I imagine your uh, vocabulary from those beginning uh, articles uh, to now you... Uh, my, vocab- my natural vocabulary is much better. And actually, I- because... I mean, yeah, like the things I read obviously helps, like all the classical literature over the years and stuff, but just being on the podcast too, like just like the different things we talk about and discuss on here, you just slowly build up your vocabulary and stuff just through, you know, having conversations. What I also noticed was that back then I can tell that I was really phoning it in because what I mean by natural vocabulary is things like, you know, you actually use them properly, Mm. not looking in a thesaurus to... Like, back then, I was looking at, you know, oh, that's great. Yeah, great's not. I need a better word. Mm. And then you go and look at the old fucking thesaurus to come up with, you know, some fucking, the biggest word you yeah. can think of. Uh, tremendous, or, you know, stupendous. Something stupid that doesn't even fit. Because um, I'm a firm believer now in the, uh, usually the first word is the best word. The only reason I change that in my writing now is um if you're using the same word a whole bunch yeah like i'll that's what i use like synonyms is when i'm doing that but for the most part like your word choices that which i find writing by hand really helps because that's the most natural vocabulary is going to come out because when you're writing by hand and you don't have your phone or your computer yeah. or anything you can't be like eh, i need to, i need a better word and then do that you just Whatever you could think of is what's going to be on the page, and then you can change it later, obviously. So that was one of the fun things, like, going back and reading those articles. I do get a little cringy, though, because I'm like, oh, man, I'm so edgy. Like, <laughs> I, I can't believe my grammar sucked that bad. Like, I mean, again, my grammar wasn't atrocious by any means, but, like, Cormac McCarthy would have liked me because commas <laughs> were not a thing I was using properly at all. And to think that you that's what you were getting paid for. Out of, I all, know. Out of all your writing, that's the thing you get paid for. <sighs> 
apparently I didn't know what an independent clause was at all back then because there was no separation. Like, and or but was just going right after whatever sentence. No comma, nothing. M dashes were a thing I didn't understand. Uh, some of the later ones, I must have fell in love with semicolon because I was using them motherfuckers every other <laughs> paragraph. But I... It's, it's just funny because when you can go back in the old time capsule to look at your older work, not only do you kind of laugh because, like, you know, you're always going to suck. Even, yeah. like, Stephen King probably goes back to something he wrote 10 years ago and is like, ah, oh, man, I got a lot better. Like, you know, things yeah. like that. But just, just like, the things, like, you, you at that time, like I said, M-dashes, you'd be like, oh, man, I must have just learned about M-dashes around this time period because I kept using yeah. them so much. Or I must have just learned. To. I must have really learned how semicolons work because I use the, the fuck out of those bitches, like. <laughs> It's, I just I love that kind of stuff, um, and then you you know everybody goes through their metaphor phase and yeah. their fucking simile phase, and you just get you're like oh man, I just every other fucking sentence is a simile. Why it's not necessary? But I, I just I like fun stuff like that. But reading those articles is just nice to be like oh yeah, I used to write for fun fun, yeah. not just like to get paid and just do work. Like I actually really had fun writing those art articles. Do you ever uh, check out the uh, emails you get from Grammarly at all? I don't get emails from Grammarly. Oh, I get like, I get like, uh, the, it probably goes into a different box, like yeah, not my inbox, but maybe like, like your junk file, your spam thing or something like that. I don't remember what I signed up with Grammarly with, but if it's my like professional quotation, no. my professional writing, uh, email, not my junk email, then it probably goes into, cause Gmail has like the primary and the uh, social inboxes yeah. and whatever. And then those are separate from like your actual inbox. My junk email is like an old hotmail that I use for like when I go to like five below and they're like, oh, what's your email? Yeah. We need it. And I was like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Like, here. And I give them the junk one. So. Well, no, I just say because yeah. like they do things like they um they will have things that they tell you like you uh like I always get whenever I see them. It's like you use not bigger words, but you know, like um vocabulary. Yeah, improved. like a better vocabulary than a certain percentage of everybody else using Grammarly, or like your spelling errors haven't been. And then like it will show you like you know like like your most common mistakes mm-hmm. and and things like that. What do you think the curve is on that though? Like the yeah, over under because like there's probably a shitload of people in there like just fucking one finger. I like big butts and yeah. I cannot lie. And like, and then you got fucking, you know, whoever the top, some guy that thinks he's Edgar Allan Poe yeah. just fucking. That that would be an interesting to be a thing to to check out. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine there's a lot more dummies than fucking guys overrating. Well, that's what I assume. If I was like getting high marks of mm. like, you know, and that makes even, you wonder. Like, and, and that's even to say, like, how much is, is that is actually accurate? Like, why they might just send the same yeah. things out to everybody? Well, it's like any time I take like typing test online. Uh, or anything, because I like to do those every once in a while, just, uh, like, if I can't get in a flow of writing, sometimes it's just the actual act of typing, and usually the ones I use, they have, uh, it'll be, like, Dickens or something, like, you're just copying Dickens, so those kind of get me in the mood real quick, and a lot of times they'll be like, oh, you're in the 90% of, you know, the top writers, or whatever the fuck it is, and I was just like, how many people are taking this test, then? Yeah. Like how many people like are five just, or yeah is, like is every is there just a lot of people on here that are hot garbage because like I'm a fast typer I like maybe ninety to a hundred words per minute I don't I don't even remember what my best was probably in high school because I took typing class but back when that was a thing I don't probably don't do that anymore but because the kids the kids don't need to know yeah that they now. Just, well they, you don't they don't even give a shit about typing anymore it's all about phones and tablets and shit probably but even so like a hundred words per minute I don't think is. I mean, I know it's better than most people, but I don't think it's, like, 
you know, fuck, I'm Great. the top 10% of the world. Like, I don't think it would be that amazing. But regardless, like, you're just always wondering, like, how many people are actually taking this test? And how many people are just failing miserably? Like, I can <laughs> type 10 words for, like, looking directly at the keyboard and stuff. Uh, and those, you know, those tests are very fucking bullshit sometimes, too, because it's like the, it doesn't always factor in different levels. Like, because if you threw in the top, the fucking letter, or the number, the numbers at the top, if you oh, threw yeah. that into the thing, well, my fucking typing is probably going to drop down to like 85 because like a few of those, like especially if it's like the pound symbol and stuff. I'm not fucking remembering. Is that the eight? Like, yeah, like, you know, different things like that can fuck you up, too. But like a lot of times, like you'll have one test that'll just be like a normal pair, you know, couple paragraphs or whatever. But then you have another one throws in a bunch of numbers and dashes and shit. And it's like, well, this isn't equal at all. Like whoever got the fucking easier one's going to get the higher score, probably. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. But uh, do you ever read some of your old work um, or unfinished projects and just go back and just reminisce on the old days of being garbage at writing? I never... Uh, well, you say that like I'm still not garbage at writing. <laughs> uh, I've never went back and like anything like we've... Like we pull us on the website and stuff, I haven't really went back to, to check out because that's almost to like I, I i equate that to like downloading the podcast and listening to it it would just be terrible and i would <laughs> hate it yeah i'd hate it and i would feel terrible and i would just want to end it afterwards <laughs> um but what i do do sometimes that i want to do more is to go back and check out the stories that i have that i didn't finish you know that i've got like a couple hundred words into or or whatever you got a couple pages into and then just petered off or whatever yeah i would like to go back and at least eventually just finish those because you know i must have had something going like you know what i mean as even as just something to put onto the website you know what i mean for more content and you know just to... i feel like if i did that i would never write anything new again because i have so much unfinished stuff in my in my fucking folders and stuff but yeah, that's, a, uh, that's not a well, bad idea. Well, then also it depends on, like, the degree. What yeah. Yeah, you're like, am I two paragraphs into it, or am I, like, three or four pages into it? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and how long the story is, so. Let me ask you this, because this kind of makes me mad. I mean, I know I shouldn't, because of, like, it doesn't really matter, but my most viewed, like, my most viral content the things that got hundreds of thousands, well, probably millions of views now, honestly, because like the, some of those websites already had like millions of followers on different social media platforms. But I've looked at the numbers over the years whenever some of these will pop up. And it's like my most viral stuff was like when I was like really garbage at writing. And your most viral article ever is when you first started out with like hundreds of thousands of views now. And it was like something you fucking shit out, didn't care about, and no. put no effort into. And it's just like, you you really because we put multiple stories on the site that we we're very passionate about. Yeah. Where at the time worked took, very hard that on. Took long time. Took months and put really and nothing. It took me forever to write daily rounds. <laughs> it took me. Months. That was your first big project. Wasn't yeah, it? that was like my first like big like ambitious like I had this big story idea and I'm gonna do it and it's probably like I'd be lucky if it's you got more than like twenty. You know, 20 clicks, probably. My Asher Kang story, I thought was one of the best things I ever wrote. And it got, like, 10 views. Like, when it initially published. Yeah. So, maybe, I don't even know how many got over the, because it's longer. Because 
That one's probably like ten to 20,000. I don't remember. But all the stories I have written for the site that are over 10,000 words, or even just when we got submissions and stuff, any of the few, like there's a few that were over 10,000 words. They never get that many views because people see, because it tells you yeah. at the beginning how long it'll take you to read. And those are like 45 minutes, an hour. And people are like, yeah, fuck it. It's just very disappointing because I've seen that trend. Because when we first started, the longer uh, stories actually did get more, like they got a good bit of views. But over the years, people just aren't interested in longer fiction anymore. Well, then also, too, I think it's longer fiction reading it off your phone. It's a big, or yeah. Or your tablet or whatever, you know what I mean? So. Well, that's why I think our collection, like, that'll be the test to see, like, how well that does if people are interested. Because, I mean, it's going to be a mix of flash fiction, long fiction yeah. stuff, but. If we get some feedback, like, you know, do you guys like the long fiction in written form, like an actual book or an ebook? Uh, because if it's an ebook and you download it, that means that you're probably already a reader. Yeah. Like, you're, so you're going to be, whether it's on your phone or a, a Kindle or something, like, you're used to reading uh, on that device. So you're not going to be having a problem. Or, you know, if you bought the physical copy, actually, you're fucking more invested. But if you're just reading on a website, I can understand because I often have read, like, articles on uh, popular mechanics or different things like that. Like, I see articles, and they'd be really good, or even National Geographic or something. And you just uh, find skimming? Well, even, like, the ones I'm really interested, like, the New Yorker will post some good articles about, like, authors I like or something, and I'll be reading, and I'm really invested, but I'm like, I've been reading for 45 minutes, and this thing is only at the halfway mark. Yeah. Like, I, and then I just kind of bail, because I just don't like reading on my phone like that. It is difficult. It it's is just weird. not fun, yeah. And, I mean, I guess people read on their computers. I'm not that guy either. I don't read anything on my computer at all. I don't even, like, read my stories on there. Well, I mean, now with the, like, how a lot of the computers will, like, do the flip or whatever. Well, mine does that, too, but I just don't Well, no, but I'm just saying, like, that I could could see because then you just kind of have, like, a big-ass tablet. I don't do it, but that I could see making sense. What we really need to do is we need to find out a way to tell stories in list form. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the biggest tip I ever got in my writing career is to write articles in list form because that's what people want. And they do. Yeah. And you, you're yeah. proof. Because your fucking million viewed article was in list form. Because that that was like right after I was like, hey, Spencer, you've been writing some articles, but make sure you put them in list yeah. form. You're like, okay. As <laughs> you did, look what happened. Because like the list form format is like whatever the topic is, you just, you see whoever's at the number, the picture and then you skip all the fucking words. Yeah, that you don't care about that. And always go descending. Because like you said, people skip. But if it's, you know, top ten bad Marvel characters and you have number one first. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, that sucks. I That's number one. I don't care about the rest. Um, maybe you'll like scroll real fast just to see if there's any surprises. But that'd be it. But if you do ten to one, yep. then all of a sudden, now you're invested. Because you say, well, ten, but... Well, who's the next one then? And be like, oh, you better not be fucking Wolverine. That would be stupid. I'd be mad if he's a considered a bad character. And then, you know, you just go down the list. Yep. So that's that's a pro tip for you because I've been reading a lot of articles lately that are the one we read them on the show. And I'm like, hey, why is this ascending? Why is it one to ten? Uh, you gave the, and then they'd be oh, this is our number one pick. We think it's the yeah. best. Well, then why am I going to continue? So like, I'd read a lot of reviews, like phone reviews or uh, Kindle reviews or whatever it is, like e-readers and stuff. And they'll do that on that website, those websites, like one to ten. I'm like, why am I going to go to ten? If it's something I'm thinking about buying, and I see this is the best one, yeah. and this has got the best price and the most pros, and like, why would I even look at the rest? Right. 
Unless I'm just being an asshole and we'll be like, I want something different because I don't want to be like everybody else. The one thing though that I like that that we always did when it came when it came to that stuff that you find a lot of websites to do it and it's very aggravating is you have to click for each new like you know one like it's ten whatever. Ooh, 10, and then you I always the refuse to do that new page for each one. Yeah, I hate um, that shit. Most websites and I'll usually not even read it if it's that. But most websites do that because they can load new ads on each yeah. page. We don't have ads. And if we did, I wouldn't do that. Um, the only reason I even do that for like our short stories or some articles where I'll have it on a separate page is just because it will make it load faster on people's devices. Because if you have a bad internet connection yeah. and you have an article that's fucking, you know, super long, if it's all on one page, it might, you know, fuck up or not load right or whatever. But if you just have, you know, break it up a little bit, it's not that bad. It'll be a more enjoyable read. Because uh, a lot of people don't really think about formatting issues when they just read people's oh, articles. I never before any of this shit. None of you know, like you know what I mean. I would maybe think about like, oh, how would they do that or how they set up? But I would never put no real thought into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what that's a thing I had to learn from scratch too. Because other than uh, you know the old MySpace days and something oh. and stuff, I didn't know anything about coding. I didn't know anything about setting up the page and like, like I knew some basic things because I took a, like a website design class when I was in high school, but that was in the early 2000s. Yeah. So, you know, the websites we were making were pretty shitty. Like they weren't like they are now. But now you can surf the, uh, the dark net now, right? Yes. Maybe. No. No. I wouldn't do such a thing. <laughs> no, I've been on that. There's a lot of creepy shit like. You have to know what you're looking for, though. It's not like you just be like, you know, just type in something on the dark net and it's just going to go to creepiness. Like, you have to, on the dark web, you have to, like, find either, like, a dark Wikipedia that'll tell you a list of gross things to see or if you want to buy drugs or guns. But it's not worth it. And, mo- you know, honestly, most of the stuff's just, like, weird shit that shouldn't be on there anyways. Like, people's, like, candy shops that aren't nefarious at all, or, like, there's, like, a bagel, like, guy just selling bagels, like, his bagel website, but he just has it on the dark web instead of the regular way, because he's stupid, I don't know, like, you'll see shit like that, too. I think they'll get you in trouble. There's a lot of weird people that are off, the dark web's not illegal, it's just, uh, people with illegal shit on there, because all the dark web is, is the stuff that you can't find easily, like, in a search engine. Yeah. You can't just be, like, on Google and be like, hey, where can I buy Crack Rock? Yeah. That shit'll get filtered out by fucking police, FBI, whatever, but if you go on the dark web, it goes deeper than the old iceberg you know the regular web is the top of the iceberg and the dark web's all the gritty stuff underneath the water but i um what was i just talking about besides the dark web you fucked me up spencer i'm sorry jerk um oh formatting stuff yeah um yeah so when it came to, like the website because i redesigned it a couple times and i like to think i made it better each time because it our initial page was like black and like like the themes, because good thing like WordPress, because I use, we use the WordPress.com, not the .org, because now I only do that because I just didn't want to find another host to pay. Like I was just like, well, they already have the security features and stuff at the .com. I'm not too worried about like customizing customizing everything. So they have see then like yeah. So like, let's see what this goes first. Yeah. So with like the different themes and stuff on there, like most of them are adequate for what we need or what most people need. Uh, but if you want to like go to the WordPress.org and like design your whole own web page, it's more labor and you know labor intensive. But if you're like a graphic artist or something, or like you're a photographer and you really want something specific, like you could do that. Yeah. It's not a problem. Like there's so many tutorials online because honestly, there, I had, did have a lot of problems on WordPress with stupid shit because they'd make a change 
And then all of a sudden, like a certain color we had, like oh, uh, I remember, I remember you, yeah, fucking pitching a fit uh, when they got rid of the gold. They brought it back. Well, yeah, because we would have like our hyperlinks and stuff in gold because it because it stands out on our our background because our background's like a brownish or maroon or something. I forget burgundy, something like that color. Like they just fucked it up for whatever reason, and then made it the same color as the rest of the text, and then you couldn't see where our hyperlinks are in any of our old articles or anything. And then I had to like get a custom fucking code off of some guy and do all this shit. I also had to do that a couple times where uh, like some of the menus, they just didn't look the way I wanted them. Like the colors, they'd be like an off green instead of like the gold color. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I had to like learn how to code that. And I mean, but it's cool that you can do that though. Like on there, it's not just like you get a theme and you're stuck with whatever yeah. colors they say. You can't customize them. But just learning all that, like I would say the first two or th- maybe even three years at dpw just me learning how to do everything oh yeah like all the website stuff and then like i mean i don't do the mail list anymore but i'm gonna bring it back the mailing list i just i just didn't give a shit really <laughs> but i need to bring it back because we actually do have subscribers to that so like that do that and like the podcast was like the biggest undertaking because i didn't know anything about podcasting like, you know, website oh, design and stuff, I knew some stuff, but podcasting, nothing. Oh, the trial and error that it took to get this thing started. If you even listen to our first, uh, I don't know, 10 to 12 episodes, I think we sounded, pro- like, especially the first one, we sounded like fucking kind of like kids. Like, we were real, like, our voices were high-pitched and we're kind of tinny. And, I mean, our, the recording location for the first two years of this podcast were garbage. but Not good, yeah. We were in my kitchen and everything was open and there's fucking, you know, Apache helicopters overhead. And then do you figure like uh, just all the talking that's going to put, you know, that's going to work the vocal cords? Because I yeah. remember listening to some old uh, like Kevin Smith's podcast from when he first started like 10 years ago or like any like an interview or something like that. And his voice is like completely different from now. Yeah. Um. But again, that's just, you know, you do a lot of talking, we're just getting, we're getting older too. Right. Um, and, and stuff like that. And just also, uh, the, uh, the equipment and stuff and the, mm. the settings and stuff too. I'm, I imagine how we had things set up before didn't help uh, the way our shitty voices sound. <laughs> no, that table that was broken and would always tip over. Fucking animals running around. That old, po- I can't, I don't know how he even recorded, honestly. I think now, like, the chairs barely fit in there. Like, it was so cramped in there. The dog fucking always was running around. If Mindy was home, it was done. Yeah, like, oh, we yeah. We just couldn't do the podcast at all because in that house, like, you could hear every noise. But now we, like, we got a whole studio. It's amazing. Could you imagine if you had the cat back then? Whoop, they wouldn't even start the podcast. Mm-hmm. I would have said, fuck it. It would have destroyed everything. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> She likes, she likes skin down here and just fucking with things now. Could you just yeah. imagine things being out in the open? She'd probably just fucking tear everything up. Like, can you believe we had this mixer on that shitty table? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Like... And I just put, like, a fucking t-shirt over it and just had it sitting there. Like, all because yeah, like, there's so many cables. I don't want to unhook everything, but like, well, we I don't had... even know how your mic never got snagged on shit. Because you were, like, against a wall yeah. in a I was, corner. Yeah, I was pinned in, like, not even a corner. I was pinned against the wall. And, and we had like... to move a whole table yeah. to get... Do we have any of those pictures on Instagram? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Let me look, because I'll, uh, I'll send the fucking listeners there if we do, because, like, that setup was garbage. But, yeah, it was just uh, not a good time. 
No, but you know what? Learning. When you're starting out, yeah, you, it's like when you're a kid learning how to drive. You don't need a fucking Corvette. You need no. a shitty car. Yeah, oh, yeah. You need a car that just runs and might break down on you, but not in a way that's not fixable. But like, oh man, what do I? How do I fix an oil leak? Like you know things like that to develop your skill as a car owner. You can't just be like you know start when you if you start a podcast with the best equipment in the nicest room and. Just like writing, if you start off with the most high-tech software and stuff, you're never going to really learn the basics, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not going to know the grind to become, you know, better at it. I got you with Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan, yeah. I got a picture of me and Arnold. Um, You holding a hammer? No, we do not. Ew, I remember when we had the table that way in here, though? What were we oh, thinking? I, uh, yeah. It was, that like, was long the, ways. That was one of the first setups, yeah. You were in the open area. Yeah. Like, why did we have it like that? Well, that was before we... The, the curtain's not there, right? No, we didn't have the curtain. But you remember, I always had to, like, fucking walk around yeah. the table. Like, that was stupid. We didn't, we still haven't got the dream table, though. No. This table's... I don't mind it, I, This is This is a good study, just, you know, um... Not, I don't want to say cheap table, but, you know... Yeah. It did definitely a better job than the table that we had. Yeah. Okay, so here's a little bit better. We didn't have all the tiles up on the wall, but that was mostly completed. So when was that? That was, well, I guess I've only lived here a year, huh? Yeah, that was, yeah. Last of, that was one year ago. So, yeah, we've come a long way in just a year in this studio. Uh, so anyway, folks, um, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat some food. Yeah. Mandy said she ordered pizza. Ooh. And chicken wings. She didn't want to burn some pizza in the oven again? No. By the way, nobody tell Mindy. I got a new big bookcase I built today before Spencer came over. And it turns out it didn't look good in the studio or in my study, I guess. You, just, I got wanted, too much you stuff. just wanted one in the bedroom. Don't even pull that shit. My wife said I can't have one in there. I don't know why. There's plenty of room. She's like, I don't want any more books. And you know what? I just put it there and I nailed it into the wall and everything. So uh, just don't tell her about it. I'm hoping she doesn't even notice. First thing. What the fuck is it? Oh, she's home. <laughs> uh, but anyway, if you folks want to check out the old fiction we were talking about, you can go to drunkpenwriting.com. We are also open for Halloween submissions. So check out the guidelines uh, on that website there. Or you can go to Twitter. It's our pin tweet. That would be the easiest way. Same with... No, I don't think I pinned it on Facebook because they have a stupid setup. I got mobile. They, it's You can't pin stuff on mobile for some reason. Uh, on our Facebook page. I don't know why. Really? You can't just have, like, a, a thing there that... Like, Twitter has a button. It just says, you want this to be your pin tweet or whatever, or take off pin tweet. But fucking Facebook, like, it doesn't do that. You have to go on the actual computer. I no. never, I'm never on there. But anyway, uh, at Drunk Pen Writing on Twitter, at Drunken Pen Writing on Facebook and Instagram, and YouTube. We're not on YouTube anymore. We're on YouTube. Okay. It's a very Jewish YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, thanks for listening, and, um, Spencer. Yes? Your OnlyFans. Is it Samoan Spooky Spectre, or is it the Samoan Super Saiyan? Samoan, uh, Spooky Spectre. Spooky Spectre. Okay, yeah. I just wanted, because I threw two at you, I didn't know yeah. which one you, because I know as soon as I say it, you put it in there. Yeah. Because you, you have to be on that, because you don't want somebody stealing it. I mean, uh, the, 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 the Samoan Super Saiyan, I, I like that, but to keep with the, Yeah, uh, the theme. Yeah. Yo. Now, do you actually, like start a new OnlyFans every time you do this or does it allow you to change the name? Um, we'll keep it a mystery. Yeah, you know what? Keep it I, a mystery. You can tell me off air. How about that? Because I'm thinking about starting my own. <laughs> uh, it'll be about books though. In the nude. Naked. In the nude.